fuck it's, it's a Sunday. Sunday. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Despunk Debrief, a Slag Wars recap podcast. I'm Joe And I'm Josh. How are we? I am getting in there first. How are you this week, my love? Thank you. I appreciate that. You know what this is? It's growth, Josh. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. Uh, funny week. I don't know. I was just spiralling a bit, getting in my head. But you've got so much time to get in your head these days. Like, I mean, to be truth be told, I've had, um, <clears throat> I've had like a bit of a, yeah, an up and down week. And just, I've just been really like apathetic. I'm just so bored of this whole situation. I don't know. It's just hard to kind of just regulate you can't see the wood for the trees a little bit, so it's hard to kind of get a sense of what's normal, what's not, and um, yeah, like I think it's just it's much easier to have that time because there's no there's just less distractions, there's less people to distract you. Oh, baby, it sounds like we've both been through it this week. Maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's something's in retrograde. I don't know. Absolutely, definitely. <laughs> something's in retrograde. Someone, something's in microwave. Um, All right, Nigella. Speaking <laughs> of the wood and the trees, um, are you a Swifty? Did you listen to Evermore? Um, so you know what, I listened to Folklore again when I heard that Evermore was coming out because you know what, I listened to it once and a bit, and it was like, okay, like this horse girl, like indie music light, isn't like my 100% my fave, but at the same time, um, I had actually re-lessened and I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think it's got some some nice hits on it. I, I like the beat, um, but uh, like Evermore's okay. Again, it's, I think there's some really nice songs on it. However, I think, truth be told, she could have just done one amazing Woodland album, some Blair Witch project you know make it work sweetie like rather than just doing two um but she's living a truth she's not in, she's getting the streams in she needs them thanks scooter braun so uh yeah good no i mean i am i am i'm gonna say i'm a partial swifty um i do like some of the songs um so yeah good for her what about you i listened to it i'm surprised how quick i listened to it because i have this thing with new music is that i don't listen to them when everyone else does like I, it took me two full weeks to press play on positions. Um, and I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I just need it to marinate. And like, I know it's there, but I don't get like, I need to be in the headspace. So I don't know. And I, yeah, I saved it for when I was cleaning my house. I just put it, put it on and went on my Evermore journey. Um, yeah, it was fine. I can't remember any of the songs. I guess everyone's raving about nobody, no crime or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I did read a hot take that she just shat out a load of B-sides and slapped it in an album. And she's just essentially a good businesswoman, isn't she? A business person. She is. Very astute. I personally think that this is her real project. I think that this is probably where she sees herself most like like most clearly as an artist rather than perhaps lover where she was much more poppy like she's really trying to get that you know she's really trying to feel her oats and so in her mind she probably thinks all of these songs are like i think to a degree i think she thinks they are all worth i think there's some filler in there um but yeah like good for her fun fact i actually used to go to university with taylor's now boyfriend so fun right (laughs) is is she dating a a normie, like a non-famous person. No, he's an actor now. He was in the oh. favourite. Um, but yeah, we went at Bristol Uni. Shout out to my Bristol Uni girls. Work. Um, I know nothing so, yeah. about you, Josh. <laughs> I know. Actually, we 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 need a full sit. You lived in Bristol. Where about where did you live? I lived in uh, Redland for three years. So you get it. You if you get it, you get it. You know, you know. If you don't, you don't. And honestly, <laughs> I just feel bad for you if you don't know about Bristol. I wanted to touch on Drag Race. Are you excited about the lineup? Did you know any of the girls beforehand? Um, I knew I like uh, knew of Simone. Um, I think th- I think I'd seen on Gigi's profile, and I was like, "Oh, who's this?" And uh, Candy Muse, of course, because they're just practically a drag girl like of a main like 
I see because they are they've been on all the podcasts. They're good friends with so many of the different, uh, so many of the dolls. So I yeah, so I knew Candy Muse, but other than that, I hadn't really heard of the, um, the others. So that's exciting. I'm excited. A New Year's treat. I like a little carrot to to look forward to. I think you're right. It can't come soon enough because I I want some more distractions on a Saturday when the clubs aren't open, like something nice to look forward to. And circling back to Taylor, I read a hot take from my friend Brendan that it's the 13th season, 13 is Taylor's number. Could she be guesting on uh, this season and could they be lip syncing to an Evermore or Folklore song? Yeah, I tell you what, like get the uh, Thorgy Thor Stevie Nicks costume back out, if so. Um, Doing shablams yeah. to, I don't know. Like which one? What cardigan? And it's like a reveal. And under the cardigan, there's another fucking cardigan. Under the cardigan, there's a fucking fleece. Please. <laughs> um, I mean, no. I I think she would be a good guest. I think she's actually been a good supporter of drag, hasn't she? In terms of the uh, "You Need to Calm Down" video, she had so many of them on, and they all talked really highly of her. How they. You know, she brought them on. She kind of gave them an. I think they all got an award for the video. They were all well paid, which often drag artists just simply aren't compensated, particularly by huge stars. Um, and so I thought that was really cool of her. And yeah, I I do actually. She she gets dragged a lot, and not you know sometimes I find her music a little too twee for my taste sometimes, but she you can tell that she's a stand up person. I think, and she kind of she says what she means and she cares about things. Um, and she's. And an ally. So if she was to be a guest judge, I think it'd be about time. Sarah Harding. <laughs> In the words of Sarah Harding, also while we're talking about Sarah Harding, Sarah Harding is currently working on a book. Love she's that. She's writing a book because obviously she's, at the moment, I think she's got stage, three, I want to say three, breast cancer. Um, and so obviously she's she's in treatment for that at the moment. Girls Aloud, um, Sarah Harding we're talking about here. And uh, so she's writing a book. Um so I think that's actually a really nice project for her and I'll be really fascinated to hear because Girls Aloud is one of my favourite bands ever so to hear all the kind of tea because it wasn't all harmonious you know this drama and this this I'm sure she's got a lot of stories to tell and I am ready to listen I just hope there's an audiobook I love biographies audiobooks like Mariah because you get to hear it in, in their voice I just <laughs> hope it's called It's About Time <laughs> I mean it needs to be called that all right, Josh, shall we destroy this episode? Let's destroy it. Let's destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really strong episode. Again, I enjoyed it. I think so. This is episode three, a.k.a. the episode that I turn on Tyrese, which we'll get into. Um, I do feel like I'm at school and I didn't finish my homework because I took extensive notes up until about 12 minutes in and then we had to start this call because I watched it like a normal person like I just watched it on Friday when it was out and I just thought I can't be asked to make notes I'm just gonna watch it and enjoy it so obviously I've seen it all but my notes only go to a certain extent and then I will probably ask you to get on top um well let's see how we go because my notes are they are that they're, they're, they're notes Let's just say that. <laughs> I actually, I genuinely did do this in school once. I wrote an essay and it was just getting down to the wire and it was like the middle of the night and it was obviously due the next day. So I put notes in my essay, like highlighted where I like, okay, I need to break to have dinner now. Okay, I'm too tired. I can't, I can't go on. I need to go to sleep. And I just submitted it like that. And my teacher actually found it fascinating. I was expecting her to like really like be pissed off with me that I didn't actually finish the essay. But she was like, it was a really good insight into my students writing essays. So I was like, wow, we all learned something with my annotated um, struggle essay. It must have been like, never before have I seen a student like, like literally unwind. So we open with Chase's little preamble and it's a razzle-dazzle style, feather fans. You seen Chicago, darling? You get this reference? I, oh, yeah, I'm a little Velma Kelly. Yes! <laughs> I'm more of a... Um, Roxy Hart. No, the, the journalist, what's her name? Um, Roxy! 
Oh, I love her. What understandable, understandable. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm probably no. I'm probably Mama Morton Fawlty. When you're good to Mama, Mama's good to you. Wow. Are you more of a Candy Burris, Mama Morton, or a Gabby Roslin, Mama Morton? <laughs> Oh, you know me. I, I mean, I'm candy through and through. Don't think I'm not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Chase says, people always say, Miss Icon. And then I say, what? And then they ask me, what's your secret to being an international queer superstar? And I tell them, just act natural. And then she collapses dramatically. I'm sorry. It's the cabaret challenge. I like that. I enjoyed <laughs> that bit. Me too. It was I fun. Enjoyed it. Uh, and I felt like I heard a little bit of background kerfuffle, like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I enjoyed the crew getting involved in that bit. Same. Top notch <laughs> writing as per usual. Slag Wars theme. Slag Wars World. Oh, We're the ones you want to know. I do love how Rebecca pulls her top down at the, in the last few frames of the. Do you, do you, do you notice that? She's just, she just like, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Even though it's like a mesh top and it's not nothing really left to lose, exactly. Tits are already well out, but just for extra measure for a bit eh? <laughs> And then we're at the hot cock destroyers. Run this show, cock destroyers. <laughs> you want to know? We're at the hot tub. Uh, Chase says, episode three, showbiz slags. The slags decide to enjoy a relaxing dip in the hot tub, but tensions between Nikki and Tyrese are about to boil over, which is interesting because I'm convinced that the tub just doesn't work and it's just filled with rainwater. Literally. It's just in a bucket, isn't it, in the garden at this point? Gustavo says, so guys, what do you think about the last passion project? To which Tyrese says, we had so much fun. Our photo was sick. And then we get tense music and Nikki is there with shades on, looking away, sort of tussling her hair. And Gustavo goes to Nikki, why are you so quiet? And Nikki, I said she shrugs with her mouth. Do you know what I mean? She's like, yeah. <laughs> And Tyrese picks that up. What? Nikki, nothing. I'm just kind of like over the bullshit at this point. Tyrese, what's the bullshit? Slag Choir goes, drama! <laughs> they were literally on form this Chase whole goes, okay, so here's the bullshit. <laughs> During their video shoot, Nikki and Tyrese got off on the wrong foot or ranch or whatever. Then this happened at the play party. When they're walking away, this is never before seen footage. Nikki just points at Tyrese and says, I think it was the you that should have went home. And Chase goes, now everyone is in a hot tub together with nothing else to do but express their feelings. God, I love reality TV. <laughs> and so do I, really. This was the juice that we've been waiting on. I wanted a bit of drama. Nikki, what's the bullshit when we're in line? And I put, is she a real New Yorker if she's saying in line and not online? Yesterday at the thing, I asked you if you were okay and you rolled your eyes at me. Now this is the point, the exact moment I turned on Tyrese. Tyrese says, I didn't roll my eyes. That's not my narrative. So, and I just put the smarmy git. I've got to put myself in Tyrese's shoes. If someone had said that I think you should have gone home, I would be gunning for that bitch from jump. Like, I think it was unnecessary. And also, she didn't even say it for the cameras because they were walking out. It felt a little vindictive. And I don't know. I just think if you're doing drama for the TV show, that's great. Like, let's have a little bit of a fun rivalry. But it just felt a bit sneaky as they were all walking off, her kind of saying that, in my opinion. You have a point. I can't argue against that. Well, yes, I think that both were giving attitude and at different points I was kind of, I was flip-flopping, just as the girls would want. <laughs> Tyrese says, I feel like because we're both big personalities, sometimes we clash. I don't have any animosity towards you and we're just butting heads. And then in their ty testimonial, Tyrese says, I don't know why there's such a disconnect between me and Nikki. You'd have thought a transgender, non-binary person would wide, innocent eyes be on the same page, but clearly not. 
first of all, Nikki has no fucking idea that you're non-binary. So, oh, you're doing it. You're doing those eyes, those wide, innocent eyes that I just see right through. And oh, they really wind me up. <laughs> They're playing the innocent then. They absolutely are. They're playing the innocent. Tyrese knows exactly what they're doing. I don't also think they have like huge, like, I don't think it is a personality clash. I think they've just haven't taken the time to literally have a proper conversation. Which is what they go on to say. Tyrese says, maybe we haven't had a moment together. And Nikki says, I'm going to be honest. No one here except Gustavo has given me the opportunity. Uh, and Cameron said she was being favorited. Cameron in the testimonial, and now she's gunning for me. Cameron, don't put words in my mouth. I never said that. Cameron in testimonial, I might have said that. <laughs> I just feel so bad for Nikki, and I understand how she's feeling. The only woman being gaslit by what she perceives to be all men. Nikki says, you guys have all shunned me. Tyrese argues, but it takes two to tango. I'm just like, fuck off, Tyrese. I can just imagine the situation she's in and I really feel for her. See, see, I'm going to play the other side here because I personally think that you don't really make friends by calling people losers and saying you want them all home. That's fun when the cameras are there. But I don't know, maybe that's just created a bit of animosity in that I think it is, a like we talked about in other episodes, like maybe it's a cultural thing to come in and like, I want to win, which is fine. But she was a little dismissive about Cameron and Tyrese after that first challenge it didn't feel like they vibed and from that point on perhaps there's been a bit of a, a, a wedge because it feels like with less with Kane but more with those two since that first challenge perhaps there was a bit of drama but as she said they kind of packed together and she's felt a little bit on the outside and they haven't maybe made the effort to, to, to welcome her perhaps they have they're, they're saying they haven't been intimidated but she was she came out all guns blazing and I think perhaps in such a, you know, it's not a long show. It's not recorded over a really long time. So they haven't had that time to really for, be forced to get to know each other. So they've, they're in this thing for a short process and cliques have been formed. Um, and Nikki is probably feeling further and further excluded. But that being said, I don't think it's like she's been like arms outstretched desperate to engage i think she's had her own walls up for whatever reason again you've got a point josh <laughs> i just i could just never argue against you because you're, you're just so articulate oh i think you're right though there's a primal instinct you feel for nikki because she's clearly feeling excluded by you know like the, these the, like you know as the only trans woman on on the show and i think it would have been nice to have had a, even a cis or trans woman as we've talked about i think from the jump she's felt a little bit like i'm the the odd one out in the competition and considering that she's probably felt that way many times before in her life she just doesn't want it happening in a situation where she's supposed to be like, you know, living her best cult destroyer life. So I feel for her. It's true. Um, I just said protect Nikki at all costs. Gustavo agrees that the rest of them could be a bit nicer. Kane says we're getting enough shit for being queer, people of colour, sex workers. We all want to win, but let's keep it cute and lift each other up in the process. And then Nikki rolled her eyes and that's when I put fuck Nikki because I did think that was a little... Like, Kane's got a point. And I don't know, I just found it a little, yeah, I don't know. Like, if you, like particularly if we're talking about the person of colour, obviously I just found that a little like, okay, this is this is serious. He's, like, Kane does have a point. There's enough shit going on. This is, in the grand scheme of things, petty. Tyrese then aggressively tells Nikki to calm down. Nikki says, calm what? So angry at this gaslighting. Nikki says, I'm fucking over this, gets up to leave. And the producers rush Matthew Camp in to save the scene. He's holding towels. Hey, how are you guys doing? You piggies getting cleaned? And Chase says, ah, saved by the porn star. Thanks, Matt. Matt breaks the awkward silence by saying, well, you ready for some foreplay? You want to come meet me in the yard? And then Nikki wets her eyes with the hot tub water and pretends to cry. <laughs> like, you could tell, again, it was like literally, there was a cloud of dust behind him. He was rushed in with those towels so quickly. Go, go, sit, get Matt. I bet it was Rebecca, actually, watching the screens yeah. with the headphones on. Like, go, 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 green light for Matt. <laughs> yeah, literally. All hands on deck. 
then we're at the foreplay challenge and we've got Sophie and Rebecca in their daddy couture merchandise, business queens. Rebecca's hair is curled and Sophie is in her Party City share wig. I love it. She just looks like a kid playing dress up. Doesn't she? I think it, I mean, the perm was to die for. Like Dolly Parton getting bummed in a field. Like it was just like chef's kiss. Rebecca says, welcome to the cock ring. And Sophie just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, as you, <laughs> as you know, Sophie and I love riding a big fat cock. We need to know that if you're going to be on our team, that you love nothing more than riding a big cock. Sophie in testimonial, if you're going to be part of our cock destroyer tribe, you're going to have to know how to ride a cock. And she does this cute little giggle. So as you can see, we have one massive, one huge, one big. Yes, Thesaurus Anderson. Chase, do you know what I love most about this show? Sophie and Rebecca, fucking cock, Chase, the subtlety. <laughs> and out comes this uh, like, big cuddly toy it? inflatable. It's like a, what do you call it, a space hopper, but with a fucking chicken on the top. Rooster chicken, yeah. Rooster, oh, a cock, obviously, but it looks very farmyard tales. It's giving me wacky warehouse. It's uh, in no way sexual. And I kind of, I love that. They were getting juiced up on that chick. I mean, on that cock. Because no one likes a dry cock, as Sophie says. <laughs> Quite. And yeah, like he was moist. And like he was like with Gus, one thing that I really just wrote was he choked that bird out. Like that cock had nothing left. Like, the, like choke me daddy. I bet but, you enjoyed that. Chase agrees. The real winner is Gustavo Speedo, am I right? And I thought, Josh liked that. I know he did. Correct, correct, correct. Nice to see, actually. I mean, just so much eating. And it's nice to see him actually prepare the food. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Like, you know, from farm to table. And we appreciate that. Uh, Nikki comes on. She does her British Cock Destroyers impression. Yeah, babe, you want me to fucking spray you, babes? And then Nikki flips the script. You know what? My cuck's the only cuck that gets written in this motherfucker. And then the rooster gets on top, which I loved. It's been Same. a very long time since I wrote a cock and I'm not starting now. Which is really interesting to me. Well, maybe she's, she's a top. She is. She proves herself. She's a full power dom top. Slapping and body slamming and wrestling. Absolutely. So that much so that they have to get a fresh cock. Like that, I, I literally that the way that that cock was literally used, abused, and discarded. Like somebody get Peter on the phone, I swear to God. <laughs> like and then just chalked like, onto the next, and we've all been there, aren't we, guys? Rebecca, you destroyed that cock. Matt, get us another cock. They all start chanting, "Fresh cock, fresh, oh, fresh cock." cock. <laughs> Get rid of that. Fuck off. Fucking get rid of that dick. It is useless. <laughs> Tyrese twirls in and my eyes twirl right up into my skull. Oh, I think that they brought it. They would. They were definitely th throwing bus. Um, yeah, they were throwing bus onto that onto that bounty onto that bounty ball. Whether it was like a, whether they were fucking a cock is another thing. But well, they were having fun with it. <laughs> then we got Kane. Um, <laughs> she's had better days, hasn't she? And I put they clearly only had one backup rooster, didn't they? Because they just let let Kane just battle with this destroyed, flaccid, soaking wet rooster. They peaked too soon, didn't they, with the cocks? Kane says, "I do what I do in bed. I'm straddling it and spitting in its throat." That was the bit that really sent me when it was lit when 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 Kane was literally spitting in the in 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 the cock's mouth. It's like, has it not been through enough at this point? <laughs> we should start a GoFundMe for that rooster's therapy or funeral for the first one. <laughs> Next up, it's Cameron. I hate doing stuff like this. It terrifies me. Proceeds to kill it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I knew it would be right up your back alley, to be honest. Um, well, I just, I had no words. I just put, oh my God. 
Like, I'm sure you were loving that slow-mo wet model moment. I mean, was, I, I, yes, like on paper, was it, was it, uh, you know, a, a saucy number? Absolutely. Was it the most entertaining? Not for me. But do I appreciate that he was serving model energy and the cock was just there for, for, for the ride? Um, absolutely. Whereas I'm here full Rihanna, that was quite a show. Very entertaining. And the winner is Cameron. I called it because, again, like you said, it's very RuPaul where in the back of my mind, I'm thinking he's probably going to be eliminated. So they're going to let him win this challenge. But also, I do think he genuinely slayed the challenge and he looks so happy and handsome. So my notes are about to run out and you're going to have to take over, darling. So Sophie says, so tonight is the cock cabaret, but... I've got something to tell you. Tonight, there is a double penetration elimination. Chase says, you heard that right. A double penetration elimination. Wait, can I do that again with, with like an echoey God voice? Sophie says, so make sure that every single one of you breaks a leg tonight. And Rebecca goes, break a cock. Sophie goes, oh yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. This interstitial, the slag choir goes, break a cock, break a cock. Cigarettes are bad for you. See, that jingle really did send me to the moon and back. I was howling, like a health conscious slag choir. So we've got the Nikki and Tyrese chat. So, it, I mean, oh yeah, so I should say, first and foremost, my notes are nowhere near as extensive as yours in terms of what people have said. Okay, this will be another five minutes and we'll wrap it up. No, all I've got is like, so my notes are literally like, um, Tyrese approaches, la 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 la. It's more my thoughts rather than what's actually happened. Give me your so, thoughts, babe. So this is okay. essentially Tyrese opening up. I think Tyrese does kind of step to Nikki a little bit or guns blazing here a little bit. And, but like, I think with a, with a want to, to quash the beef and Nikki does show her vulnerability she's saying she does feel excluded she feels that actually that that, that the boys pack and just that actually how she would uh, pack with a trans woman and talk about things that they go through um, and it's at this point that kind of Tyrese discloses that they are trans or not that well they are gender non-conforming or they're non-binary rather so they're part under the trans umbrella and I think that breaks down some barriers for them in their relationship. But it made me really think, okay, um, they really don't know each other that well. <laughs> and then we've been watching it over a week, but they haven't had a chance to, to actually know each other's story like that. No, it's been literally three days. Nikki's still jet lagged. Nikki is working off a of presumption. Yeah. But that's the thing with gender identity. We just don't know. Uh, but of course she's, you know, she feels like she's being very, she's been very visible, very out in her, her identity, as has Tyrese, just not with Nikki. But I think it was good to kind of squash the drama and actually, as Tyrese says, doing their best Bambi impression, maybe there's more, <laughs> more that kind of, actually, more that connects them that separates them. Um, and I know that you don't go in for perhaps the, the innocent act, but there's 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 truth there. Solidarity might not make the best television, <laughs> but it's kind of to a degree what's needed, particularly in such a marginalised group. I think there was just a lot of crossed wires, but I'm glad to have squashed. Had the series been longer, maybe I would have liked a little bit more rivalry, uh, but uh, there just isn't the space for like two. Like, I, I I don't think. Uh, yeah, it was nice that it was kind of, I think that it was kind of quashed and they could kind of get on with it. I can't wait for next season when there's more budget to do eight episodes instead of four. Yeah. Same. I'm seeing Tyrese, Cameron and Kane on the outdoor sofa bit. Can you remember anything about that? Yes. So they're talking about, so, okay. So Tyrese, Cameron and Kane, now um, it's a cut to them and they're talking about what they're going to do um, at the cabaret. So Cameron talks about the fact that he is thinking about trying out his comedy chops and he's going to do a, a, a roast. Um, it's at that point, Kane coyly says that he is also doing a roast. Tyrese is stirring the pot and asking 
who is going to be the better roast, who's going to do it. Um, and I've got to be honest, up front, it does not look like the odds are stacked in Cameron's favour. That's what they want us to believe. But I knew all along that Cameron was going to... Be a dark horse. Yeah, it gets eliminated. So obviously, but uh, yeah, be a dark horse. And I've, I don't know, I've, already, I've known from day dot that Cameron is um, a comedy king of wit. Has been hilarious. Oh, Cameron says something so funny about... <laughs> you said, oh, my mum thinks I'm funny. I'm joking, she doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> she won't see me anymore. So good. I was like, write that down, put it in the show, put it in the cabaret. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, because we are turning, like, making light of something that's inherently traumatic. The queer experience. <laughs> um, what is it? Comedy is tragedy plus time. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think. Um, Maybe I just made that up, but I think. No, I mean, it makes sense. That's why so many old queens are the funniest. Am I right, girls? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it was. I thought it was very sweet. The, yeah, Tyrese, the Bambi-eyed assassin, just stirring the fucking pot, literally like doing the splits in between them. It's just like, fuck off. And then it's like, as I have a talent that actually needs practicing, I'm going to go and do that. Also, Tyrese does have to completely rework rework the choreo to fit the stage that is much smaller than anticipated we find out in that moment cut to the stage which is i mean looks sizable to me tyrese is obviously a size queen so once again gus is eating uh, like uh, in this conversation with nikki and i have to say it's getting as a trope even by my standards and you know i'm a gus gus like you know i'm a, I'm a fan I just felt like it's kind of lost a tiny bit of novelty and it's like, did they just order something from Deliveroo? Like the the little cardboard pot that they're eating from. I'm trying to work out, is it a Chinese? Is it a pasta? Is it important? It's not important. I almost wouldn't mind if they'd set it up from day one of... Um... Like if, if um, Chase was saying, it's bulking season for Gus, so he has to be eating all the time. Or something like that. It's just this unexplained eating all the time. And it's, he's talking talking with his mouth full. I don't like it. So it's getting under your skin too, it seems, Josh. It is. And what's really annoying me is I can't seem, I can't understand what's in the box. I'm, I'm just having a trying to... Oh, trying that's, to that's what you want to know. <laughs> it really does get on my nerves because... It looks like it could be anything. It could be fajita. It could be it could be a Chinese. It could even be a pasta dish. And to me, that's like even worse. Like, let me see what we're eating here. Um, and also, yeah, like there's just a little bit like eat, talk, eat, talk, uh, not talk, eat the whole time. But actually, this is a clear like leading. Uh, so Nikki could advise Gus on what what his acts could be. Um, and Kel surprise, it is in, well, he kind of has a light bulb moment and says, it could be about food, slaps Nikki on the, on, on the knee. She is having none of that, um, and says, pay me money before you touch me next time. Um, or something to that, words to that effect. And no, Nikki has boundaries because Gus actually touched her on the arm in the hot tub and she was like, don't touch me. She's, uh, yeah, she's very, um, personal space, please. Exactly. Um, so, and then actually when Gus asks, so what are you going to do? Um, she kind of keeps her cards very close to her chest, doesn't she? If you say so, yeah. I'm like, I can't remember <laughs> anything. <laughs> I literally can't remember unless I've written every single line from the show out, which I just didn't do today, folks. It's a different format this week because don't, we don't have anything to like look back on, like a video or a photo shoot. So we don't have the our favourite bedroom scene in the dressing gowns. It just goes straight to the nighttime play party bit. It does. Well, I tell you what, what we should do, because <clears throat> we don't need a blow by blow if I've seen it, what what we what we can do is let's get straight to the performance because that's yeah. the next scene. So, firstly, they've got bag of chips as a guest, um, as like as a guest judge. Like, do we think that's a good, strong good guest judge for them? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? You're saying it like I think no. Oh no, absolutely. I think it, I think they're well placed to do this. They are a flag at heart through and through. And if you've ever been to Porn Idol at Gay. They've been, you know, judging people taking their kit off for 
uh, for many, many, many years. Uh, so I think they are well, and like their commentary, like what's was it like, uh, dripping like an egg butty, or um, what do they always say? <laughs> That's they always have a catchphrase, and they're like, maybe it's not I'm dripping. No, that's Vivienne. The Vivienne, I'm dripping. When Bagger does porn idol, she's always talking about dripping. Um, and today was no exception. Once again, there was a puddle on the floor, but we will get to that in time. So the, the they all look great, don't you think? Like Sophie with the, the like Shirley Temple hair. She's got two X's over her tits. Um... I, and Matthew Camp with that collar and the little pasties, I think he, he was serving. I've got to say, though, about Matthew Camp, that first bit when he was acting like the host, I'm not sure he was 100% the host with the most. little bit nervous. There were some issues with the, the microphone audio, but kind of kicking us off and, uh, again, um, wetting our appetite because he is an absolute snack. He is a snack. Yeah, no, he, he, did, his, uh, he did his thing. Rebecca's also, got her hair up. Also, Chase said that thing like, we want to make it clear that production did not make Matthew do those hand gestures. The first act is Nikki, and Nikki comes out completely like slicked up for the gods in a latex tux piece, like a shiny queen. She has a top hat, she's got a cane, she is doing a chorus line. She's really giving it to the judges. and I love it. Um, yeah, like you actually see Rebecca Moore does a chef's kiss. I mean, the strip is just very, so polished. You can tell that actually, like, as Bagger quite rightly says, she is a, 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 a like, you know, she's got a, yes, she's a, a, she's Ooh, a sex well. worker, but she's got, um, she's got a drag background and absolutely that it comes through. She is a real natural performer. And I just like the way she saunters down. She really like takes the audience in. A, a cartwheel and the pasties and a little titty shake as well. So She's great. I want her to win. Do you? Is she, is she your winner? She's my winner. I've got to say, she would be a very worthy winner. And she has come here. Like She's come to win. Mm. And she's ne- she has made no, made, made no kind of qualms about that. What did we think about Kane? First, Kane's dressed as a queer noddy who's come first, last, second, um, and third place at the school uh, sports day, Egg and Spoon Race. It is a conceptual look. It, I mean, it like like Sophie said later on. No, Rebecca said, "What's with the hat?" It just, it, I just see it, and I think of KKK. I mean, I know it's red, but <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> I'm absolutely howling that you would say that. That's so funny to me. I did not see it like that. Oh, my God. It's all I could think of. I was just like, uh. (laughs) No, I can't. No, I can't unsee it. Um, It was definitely a look. It was a choice. It was a a story. He's wearing a story. Okay, I get it. Now you've explained it about all the badges and, okay, right, got it. But uh, no, still no. Of all the things that they've worn, it was a boot for me. Um, I think that... I actually really liked Canes. I thought it started a little bit. They're all slow. howling. Yeah, they are. Your bagger is chucking a head back. I mean, I've got to say, I thought Kane was very light-hearted. He kind of came. He came for Cameron, saying he was two-faced, um, and 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 that's clear to see if you've got eyes and you've got ears backstage. But he doesn't know why he'd want to spend. Anyone would want to spend so much money on a second one, which I thought was a good drag. Uh, and at that point, Cameron's quite getting a little bit nervous because Kane's killing it. He also he also does he he, he does do a little bit of shade to the girls uh, with to Sophie said. Yeah, should we do a bit of old school comedy? It says Sophie is so stupid, and then that's the end of the joke, um, which got a lot of laughs. But Sophie said it's true, it's true, which I did not like. That. Yeah, my heart just broke. The thing is, she knows she's not stupid as well. She's I, saying it to make them feel better. Yeah, yeah, she is always about the other person for Sophie. It's always about she mitigating did, she, how not, they feel. Yeah, even if it means they're putting her down, it's really. I found it very which we'll, we'll talk about a little the, bit. Yeah, we when we get to Cameron, I was just like, oh, anyway, uh, but we've got my, yeah. my favourite next. Um, yeah, so what did you think of, uh, do, you want, do you want to kick us off? 
uh, Tyrese is just doing all their dancing tricks, all all the ones in the book. Uh, Tyrese does it like a shablam from the ceiling. Okay, it's impressive. And actually, if we're thinking about the sizzle reel, it really like got people really going for the for the season. I think it, I was very excited because I knew this was coming, and it delivered. I do think like there was like you know there was there was kicks, there was splits, there was splits. They were hanging off the stage. I think if you were in a room in a cabaret, you would probably like enjoy that show and be able to like enjoy it the most, rather than some of those more awkward comedy routines, which just do leave me on edge when I'm watching like when I'm cabaret um so it was a very assured performance and i think they really really they 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 did that tyrese is a talented dancer yeah and a a performer it's so hard isn't it because we don't in some ways i almost see them as like yeah much more of a performer than than uh, you know i really see a real filth edge to nikki to gorse um and Kane, really, and even Kevin, whereas I think of Tyrese much more as a kind of really graceful ballet character. And, yeah, do I see that filth side to them? Probably not as much. I but agree. They might have it in them. If I follow them on OnlyFans, I would probably find out they, 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 they do, if they have OnlyFans. Now we have my comedy king, Cameron and Cameron's doing a roast and he looks so cute in his skirt like a cheerleader's kind of skirt thing with a white tank top and this sort of like chain and he's so handsome I think yeah and it started very strong I actually started very strong I agree with you and then it got but the the minute they started roasting the girls the cock destroyers Mm -hmm. Like, they should have done one joke and it carried on. It was like, I've just put, it was uncomfortable. It was actually quite lazy, a lot of the humour. It felt like it was punching down. It was shaming and it was more mean-spirited um, than it needed to be. And it, a lot of it was lazy, as I said that. I just think, I know he he's your favourite, but I just thought, do you know what? Being a bitchy queen is one of the easiest things that you can do. Like, like him I think it comes to that naturally so if it was a talent show I just think it's not like what's talent what is talented is to try and make something funny you've got to try and say something that's harsh that's the beauty of a roast and we see this every time someone does a roast on RuPaul the real the the, the trick isn't saying something that that could be hurtful or um or kind of something that's kind of like a little bitchy the the trick is getting the light and shade you've got to really get people laughing uh, but also oh whereas with Cameron it was oh. that was exactly my face throughout the end bit of Cameron's roast yeah like these girls they've heard every insult under the sun both online in their dms in their comments and also even just in the supermarket i've heard things in real life yeah but maybe from their own friends and family who knows? friends and family so they are tough they they can handle it i'm not worried about that but then they're not tough as well like i just think like with like in some ways they are they're strong but in other ways they're not they're vulnerable and i personally am very protective of them and i really don't like to hear them getting slagged off and it did feel like that and i was a bit like sweetie this is like this is tired and you are literally like milk like flogging a dead horse in terms of some of these kind of like kind of like shamey jokes i was like I don't know. I just think it should have been a bit more nuanced than big holes. And Sophie's so, so stupid. Sophie's so dumb. It's like, first of all, she's not. And exactly. second of all, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, exactly. Don't bite the hand that hold, that's holding the golden lips. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and clearly it paid off. They still, I mean, so I still think they were very complimentary. I think even the feedback they gave was very softly, softly. You know, they probably didn't want to be perceived to be like, we're sending you home because you're coming to us in your jokes, uh, which I don't think they were doing. I think they, they were quite fair in the kind of assessment that they gave that there needs to be some kind of like light as long with the venom. Um, and yeah, like, honey, get Levi to suck that poison out of that routine because mama was venomous. <laughs> Agreed. 
and it's, and it's a shame. It's a shame because I think if that if that routine had literally been about three minutes shorter than it was, like, and we'd just literally done like a joke, it could have been in the final. I think. Or do you not think that was that was their journey? I think um, there was someone who I wanted to get out. Oh yeah, Tyrese. <laughs> so I think Tyrese could have um, not been in the final. Yeah, I think there there could have been yeah maybe a fine line where. Um, Cameron could have tipped the balance by doing a tighter set. I don't know. And then what are our thoughts on, like, yeah. So, I mean, it, all in all, I did think actually they, they probably, they were more confident on stage than I thought. I just think they did the the pheromone um, situation where they kind of overshot and it was uncomfortable because of that. <laughs> um, should we talk about Gus next? Yeah. Who's hungry? <laughs> Um, I'm fully stuffed. So he's in a chef's hat and uh, apron, and yeah. So like, it's I've just put great Mexican bake off. It's fine. Didn't set the world alight. Was hot. It gave soggy bottom. Let's say that. <laughs> and yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was just fine. I think they could have done so much more. You know, they were ripped. Uh, guy, they've got lots going for them. They have like you know a real Latin flavour. It would have been nice to have seen some something a little bit more like vavavoom, dare I say, uh, from the. I thought they were a bit nervous almost, or just a bit, and like there were points where they were really giving it. And Bagger talks about having a pull by her ankles, um, so she loved it. But I thought it was it was okay. Bagger was into it. I just love Bagger. Look at her with her massive hair. I know. She actually looks very... Like, she looked, She came dressed for the occasion. She was... Um, I can't destroy her. A frock well, destroyer. Well, she's a frock destroyer. Have you listened to any of the new frock destroyer music? I don't believe I know it existed. You can call me a majesty. It's actually quite good. So, go stream frock destroyers. Support queer talent. I'm going to look it up. What's it called? I'm going to look that up. Well, congratulations. Do you know that reference? Yeah, gee, good. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. It's called Vroom Vroom. What's it? Wait, what's it called? Vroom Vroom. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Yeah, All the right, well, love it. congratulations. <laughs> I mean, the, dis the disrespect. Someone put, put some respect on Madame Charlotte Exus Sia. Exus, his name. We're not going to get into this because you're a. You sound like you're a Charlie stan. Oh, I forgot you were a Charlie hater. No, I'm not a hater. I don't hate anything. It's a wasted energy. Um, I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. Oh my god! Come on, get into it. Get into that pots and pans list thing. Look, I love um 1999. Don't get me wrong with all the rest of them, but just the whole. Um, it sounds, I watched Annihilation recently and it sounds like the score was written by Charlie XCX. <laughs> the... <laughs> I, yeah, it's a soundscape moment. And uh, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. Like, just that kind of gay noise. <laughs> the judges are conferring. Yeah, like... Case kind of says, and they were talking for about an hour. So it took them some time to deliberate. They did kind of go through each one. And I think there was no, at this point, I didn't think it was clear who was going to go. They talked about, they really enjoyed Tyrese. Straight out of the game. They enjoyed that. They thought that Nikki was amazing. They, I think it was between Kane and... Cameron, I think, with the two rows. I think they did like it, but they didn't spend too much time praising it. And um, with Cameron, they did mention about it being venomous. Um, so it was, it was, and with Gus, I think they, yeah, again, they weren't, they, they seemed happy with it, but not completely open. So they bring them all in, don't they, one by one? They do an X Factor judges' houses style setup. Which sounds like they decided they were going to do that in the moment. <laughs> it generally sounded like, actually, should we do it this way? More airtime, bit, bit more. Like, Instead of the gravel lineup. Gives it a bit of occasion. 
So one by one, they come in and they set it up. So with each of them, they have the three lips on the table. So it's like it keeps them guessing. Like it's like, oh, one lip has gone. That means there's only two lips left. So they do it like that. And so, yeah, do you think people knew when they were like when they were up for the shot? Because I think Cameron was surprised. Yeah, actually, that's very true. They were. Um, I thought that <laughs> in this. It, when everyone else departed and it was just uh, Matthew, Rebecca and Sophie, I think they, I think Sophie was ready to give out compliments left, right and center. Rebecca was definitely a little bit more restrained and kind of to the point with it. Like, do you think you could have done better? What you, you, so you did well, Tyrese, what do you think you didn't do as well? Which talks about how where they talk about how they had to redo the the routine, but they turn it on, don't they? When with with the with the cock destroyers, they oh, give them a good laugh. They they, um, yeah, they definitely get them get them giggling. They're through, and they don't really get any difficult questions. Um, Tyrese. Yeah, did I say it right? No. Yeah, no, I'm just because um, I can't remember anything about this episode, so I'm um, I'm just sort of watching <laughs> it um, as as this is all new to me. No, it's not. I did watch it all. Let me. I feel like I'm doing a disservice because you are literally like, and then Sophie says, and literally I've put like maybe I've been I've come too reliant um, because I've literally put talk to Tyrese, tears of joy from Tyrese. Um, I like baggers um, w- w- waddling off in the in the grass. Same. <laughs> Just like climbing over the fence. <laughs> yeah, Therese comes in and Therese gets a pair of lips. Good for you. Good for you. Good for Good you. For you. <laughs> and they have tears of joy as well. So very, very, very overcome. Don't know if it's the Matt Hot Hancock cry. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Nikki's next, looking absolutely gorgeous, glamorous in this sort of like fair wrap. And again, they were asked, who do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who do you, yeah, they do the whole RuPaul thing. Who do you think is going to go, should, deserves to go home? And is, Nikki's like, no hesitation. <laughs> absolutely. And I think Rebecca was really reveling in that role, like the stirring of the pot, the producing bit, really. Because when it comes to Kane, Kane's like, that's not my style. But um, Rebecca's like, but to be a cock destroyer, you've got to be honest. <laughs> exactly. And then quickly Jane's like, oh, yeah, OK, it is my style. Well, I think that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they don't hold back. And they said that actually they thought Kane killed it and that Cameron flopped. Do you think that's? Do you think that's actually how they felt, or well, they? I mean, Tyrese, I think, was above critique. There was no chance that they were going. And considering the previous beef that had been had with Cameron and Nikki, that hadn't been squashed on camera, who knows if that factored into it? But also, I would say it was the one I liked the least as well. So she so probably. Was just I think I agreed with Nikki. Like I think she's shocked that she gets the lip. She's made up. Look at her. Then we got Gus in his hoodie. Um, yeah, like Gus looks literally like he's got like his bags packed in the in the in the in the lobby of the slag house. He's already kind of uh, thinking about that Burger King at the airport. Like, kind of seems a little like ready to go at this point. Not in not in full geesh. Oh, but actually, they are. I've just seen here they are in. Uh, he's in Daddy merchandise. So yeah, he's thinking. Oh, if I promote their brand, um, maybe they'll let me stay. But yeah, Gus was sadly off. Deserved. Yeah, we agree. Deserved. Yep. And, yep. and a great competitor. Really enjoyed them. Very good looking. Great first episode. Uh, and I have a feeling this won't be the last we hear of Gus. He's gutted. Let's face it. He is it. gutted. You can tell. Uh, so I'm I just thinking of his that... mom. He's probably good thinking, oh, I'm going to tell my mommy. Failure! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure the mum will be very proud. In what's Kane in his KKK hat. Oh my God, KKK. No, I'm joking. That's too far. Um, 
but it is a, definitely a look. And what's with the hat? <laughs> that's that's the first thing Rebecca says, isn't it? What's with the hat? What does he say in response to that? What can you say? One Again, second. I can't remember anything One about second. this episode. Let me just. So, so Kane, what's with the hat? <laughs> and it's not just that. It's like it's the dramatic boom. <laughs> it's like one rattlesnake away, isn't it? It's like huge traumatic effect. Oh wait, I think I can hear you in it, hear it in the background. Let's just play it a second, and then we'll pause. He just says, I'm just keeping it cute. I'm so sorry because, yeah, I, I needed a refresh on what was actually said. No, same. I can't remember anything. Um, so, yeah, in walks Kane and, yeah, like Rebecca does say, what's with the hat? And it's literally, boom, the dramatic music is just <laughs> it's hilarious. And they just say, I'm keeping it cute. <laughs> and okay, it. now let's get serious. <laughs> And they just go really wide-eyed. Uh, how do you think you did? And Kane says, oh, well, you know, I haven't really done mic work before. I love the way he's calling it mic work, as if he's, like, shoving the mic up his fucking hole, like, like, <laughs> up his hole. <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe he's not, very, um, he's not very vocal on his OnlyFans. Maybe it's more sort of just, yeah, he's not very... I've just, never, I've just never heard, like, being on a microphone described as mic work before. It just sounds like it's a kink. Mic work. I am ASMR, the next generation, and it's actually like a bit of a, what's it called? A collide, I wouldn't say kaleidoscopic. Oh, I'm really showing my, my ignorance here. What is the word when you get a colonic? No, a, a colostomy? No. Where they shove a camera up your ass. That but a microphone. Um, that's what I think of when I think of mic work in relation to slag wars. And really, it's just like talking on a microphone. Oh, there we are. No, I know right. what you mean. You can cut that entire incessant ramble. <laughs> Please do. That made absolutely no sense. Ultimately, Kane stays. And, I mean, really, if you think about it, a lot of the watchers have pit said that, that Kane is a potential winner of the show from the start. And, yeah, so now they are one step closer. What do you think? Yeah, I've always liked Kane from the start. He's always been a fave of mine. Uh, I think he's... Sweet, talented. No, deserve to be in the final. I think it should have been Kane, Nikki, and Cameron in the final. Yeah, based on the performances, though, I don't think so. I think obviously Tyrese like dance circles around Cameron. Sadly, uh, because Tyrese is a trained dancer. That's T, but it was a talent show, and Cameron. We haven't all been to Lane. <laughs> we haven't all been to Millennium. <laughs> haven't all been Sylvia Young. <laughs> tapper, tapper, tapper. But yeah, I think that like I am happy with the top three. To be perfectly honest, Cameron serving Edie Edie Sedgwick in his fur coat, gorgeous coat actually. Very nice, very very nice. I think this is definitely they were shocked. And they, I think they felt a bit put out. I think it was a bit, you're being destroyed. And it's kind of like, because we're used to destroyed being like a good word when it comes to the cock destroyers, like a celebrated thing. And then it's like, the penny dropped where it's like, oh, that means I'm, I'm going home. And I think Matthew Camp was very quick to say, um, but we want you to model for daddy. Yeah. Can you model for daddy? Can you like model on the end of my cock for daddy? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean... I don't blame him. No. Uh, but yeah, secure that gig quickly. And yeah, that's a nice way to soften the blow. And they're like, instead of like, goodbye, it's like, we'll see you on set, see you on the shoot. And so um, Rebecca says she wants to get involved with the shoot. And yeah, so I like that for, for Cameron. Get but that gig. But in the gig. professional, they say they feel a bit mortified and that they're going to have to go back and everyone know that they've been eliminated and that they're not 
Yeah, so I, don't, I do think there's a definitely a disappointment there. That's the perfectionist in in Cameron, isn't it? Like everything needs to be perfect. If I'm going to do this competition, I'm going to win it um, and succeed, you know, and then going home and, yeah, disappointing people and uh, loved ones and, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you probably... Yeah, oh no, look at him, he's gutted. <laughs> he's really gutted. Yeah, he absolutely is. And... You know what? They've done very well and they've been their authentic selves. They've got it alone. Let me get the top three. Um, And we do see them in the... So if we just like, you know, so that's kind of wraps up the show. So we've got our top three of Nikki, of Tyrone and of Kane. And, but what we do see is just like his boyfriend, Levi, Cameron is in the next episode a little bit. There's a little bit of yes. an insinuation the that there's going to the, be some drama. What's, why is the police getting involved? No idea. Defund. Defund. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can see them all getting ready for the final, and I'm excited to see what's going to go down because I think it is a it's a good varied lineup for the final, and yeah, I'm excited to see how this turns out. I am. It looks like there's going to be tears, tantrums, and even the popo. So, yeah, I'm very my like I'm very excited to see how this all uh, how this all ends up. Can I have some predictions? Who do you think is gonna gonna walk away with uh, Le Crown and be the next cop destroyer. Nikki. Yeah. We've got a Bob in the house. <laughs> uh, I would also say, no, I mean, I like up until this episode, I thought it would be Kane. And following this episode, I think that it could be Nikki. Watch it be Tyree. Supposed to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> but uh, only time will tell. Who knows? I still don't know what the prize is. <laughs> <laughs> Golden lit. Light, like, it'll probably be like a campaign with daddy, hopefully. Uh, exposure. And a nice weekend away, long weekend away. Make some friends. They'll give him like a holiday somewhere. No, that was the holiday. Oh, nice okay. The, nice the, being being <laughs> there is the prize. The, <laughs> okay. Yeah. To the Sussex countryside. Actually, a listener of the pod shout out did send me a link on airbnb to the slag house slag house so you can actually airbnb the slag house um which i'm desperate to do now oh my god i think i'm going to do that for my okay if we're talking timeline realistically 32nd birthday um and we'll, <laughs> i'll just pretend it's my 30th because my actual 30th i spent it um <laughs> in my flat um so <laughs> literally hate that for you because i'm lit- it's gonna be my 30th in february and now i'm thinking i'm just gonna do a 30 plus one party yeah that's what i'm gonna like do next year like um because what else can we do i know you I actually was... came to my last birthday do you remember the brunch in manchester i did i gate crashed it and i felt i felt so bad i was like no josh I don't know if you know who I am. I'm Joe from Twitter. We actually follow each other. Um, do you mind if I... <laughs> I knew who you were. No, but I, I've got this, like, imposter syndrome, like, complex where I... I don't know. I just don't feel like I belong anywhere. Anyway, like, we obviously have mutual friends and they were there and I and I just turned up and I was like, Josh, I hope you don't mind. I'm here. <laughs> I loved it. It was such a treat. It, it was, really was so fun. Back in the before time. I know. I was really, like, that was mid-Feb. That was just before it's like that kyle like like uh, we were all so happy that day who knew how terrible things would become very um, that <laughs> but this has been a ray of sunshine on my sundays i really enjoyed it we've still got some listeners thank you thank you thank you tell your friends share it widely um we have been appreciating all the messages from the performers from the producers and from the from the listeners because i know they are still uh you're still with us and so yeah thank you for that jack carolan on twitter says i'm gonna need a section on the podcast devoted to the lack of slag choir this week and i was like there was plenty of slag choir like what are you talking about but i think jack meant you didn't get the go spunk the world gustavo oh, that- Go spunk the world. And Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would have liked a little bit more of that. I was expecting that. It would have been nice to have seen them off in a fanfare because I feel like they did kind of leave a little bit 
like unceremoniously it would have been nice to have had like yeah a little bit of something and it was like they did repeat the go debunk the world kevin at the start and we the got episode. yet another plumber at the beginning did you catch that <laughs> yeah at the very start yeah yeah and also um i, I i've got to say I, I, the cigarettes um are bad jingle really cigarettes are bad for you I think that plumber bit is gonna. It's just it's the Miss Vanjie, isn't it? Of um, Vanjie, Vanjie. That is gonna be for seasons to come. And I'm, I'm already getting so excited for the future iterations of this show. I really hope it gets picked up for a season. I'm seeing no, but I'm seeing it on BBC Three or something. You know, uh, because do you know what? I think now it's come out. Like lovemen.com, obviously. Don't get me wrong. Like, no, uh, yeah, a, like I'm sure they'll be involved. For a big di- 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 yeah, like like yeah, but at the same time, the show there's not any fun f- full frontal, and like, it's it's actually tits, very yeah. Actually, they they tits. they edit but, out all the swear words and everything. So um, but but it is it could definitely go on be picked up by a, a more mainstream broadcaster e4 yeah i think it would probably it would be more likely to find a home like there than quest than... red where katie price's show is on there's oh. a there's a channel called quest red <laughs> that katie price's reality shows go on it would be great to see it on television i think it's, it's entertaining people would love it uh but bbc3 i think they wouldn't do it because I think like they always, even with BBC Three, there needs to be some kind of educational bit. So it would almost be like in the early seasons of Bake Off when like, halfway through it'd be like, puddling was first introduced in- This show like- is so educational. I can definitely see see like a cool, woke executive at BBC Three commissioning it. And um, yeah, like, they'll get complaints from I really hope I really hope that it could do. But I, what I'm saying is I think it could do more, like it could even, they might even ask for some of the, the kind of history of kink or they might want to do a little bit you know how they do cutaways like have you ever seen naked attraction how they try and put a bit of like science next to just cock mm-hmm. um and i think i could see it on channel four i actually could see it on e4 like i do think yeah well isn't it's my new reality show you know, t- 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 24 hours with kerry katona coming out coming out jew <laughs> have you not seen that clip of kerry katona on this morning Oh, the oh yeah, uh, twelve months of mayhem with Kerry Katona on MTV Two. That's uh, that's coming out, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and what a season that was! If we're talking about mayhem, ma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for listening to this really extra chaotic episode of the Despunk Debrief. It. It's been a pleasure. I'll make sure I do my homework next week and make it more... And I'll make um, sure I'm not copying off your notes. I'm that kid who just comes in five minutes late and asks, have you got a pen? <laughs> I bet you were. I can see that for you. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, But yeah, no, thank you so much. I, I've really enjoyed this. And hopefully, like, I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, I'm kind of going to miss it. I'm going to miss it when when it's over. I'm gonna miss it too. Maybe we'll um, we'll find another show we can debrief together. Who knows? Um, stay tuned. Um, all right, slags. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next week on the season finale of Slag Wars. Uh, bye. Bye.